says we have been discussing the prayers which were said by those people who were bestowed blessing by Allah and whose mention has especially preserved in the holy quran one prayer is preserved in chapter 21 al anbiya verse 113 as the prayer of his holiness muhammad mustafa may peace and blessings of allah be upon him قَالَ رَبِّهْكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَرَبُّنَا الرَّحْمَانُ الْمُسْتَعَانُ وَلَا مَا تَصِفُونَ He, that is Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, said, رَبِّهْكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ O my, please judge with truth. وَرَبُّنَا الرَّحْمَانُ الْمُسْتَعَانُ وَلَا مَا تَصِفُونَ And our Lord shows infinite mercy and grants without the asking. المستعان and is our helper in the things which you say against us the background of this prayer is very interesting as first of all it mentions that in psalms of david in which allah had said that al ard that is the land of palestine will be granted to the righteous and worshiping people of god the words are anna al-arda yarithuha ibadi as-salihun a few verses after this is the verse wa in adri la'allahu fitnatun lakum 
that I cannot say that is Muhammad the messenger of Allah may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him is saying this that I cannot say whether this promise will become a means of trial for you or for a time you may receive its benefit which shows that Allah had informed the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him that although Allah's righteous people will in any case be made to inherit this land but temporarily it will be occupied by other people because this verse cannot be considered a declaration of the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him about the Muslims because the promise that the righteous people will be given this land is a lasting promise and the people which the Holy Prophet is addressing and is saying are some opponents and not the Muslims that I cannot say what trial it will bring for you that is the land which you will occupy what trial it will become for you for a time you may draw some benefit from it immediately after it is the prayer O my Lord, please judge with truth. I remember that when this Gulf crisis was on, even at that time, after reflection, I had advised the Jamaat to say this prayer, that rather than taking sides, you should pray for the victory of that Allah may give victory to truth. Since this prayer fits the prayer of His Holiness, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and is a prayer of exactly the same subject. Therefore, I think that this prayer is especially linked with this period, and these decisions are still to be taken. It is not a discussion of any one party winning, but as a result of this conflict, whatever struggles start in the future, and whatever situation will develop, our eventual prayer is that, O God, please judge with truth. And in whoever's destiny this land has been written, it should eventually be given to them. After this, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, submits to his Lord. That our Lord is most merciful and grants without limits, without the asking. Whatever they say against us, or whatever you say against us, the same Lord will help us against what you say, and is helping us. Therefore, you should pray in the sense of this wider meaning. The other prayer after this is in the chapter 23, Al-Mu'minun, verse 27. It is a prayer of Hazrat Noah. In the previous verses it says that the chiefs of the people of Noah fabricated against him and said that all you want is to have supremacy over us. And the conveying of the message of Allah is only an excuse. Then they said, if Allah wanted, he could have sent angels rather than sending you as a messenger to us who is immortal like us. 
and you have no other position beyond this. They also said that you are not just a man, but a mad man. You have become insane. You have gone mad. So we are waiting the bad end that you will suffer. At this, Hazrat Noah prayed, Kala Rabbin Surni Bimakazabun. O my Lord, help me. Bimakazabun. One translation of Bimakazabun is, and this is the translation which Hazrat Muslim Aud has rendered, that for the reason that they have rejected me. But another translation which fits the context is, in whatever things they are rejecting me, help me in the same field. That is, in whatever things they deny me, help me in such a way that they should themselves be proved false in all those things. We find the mention of the acceptance of this prayer in the next verse, and it is in the same meaning in which I am translating it. So after this prayer, we reveal to Hazrat Noah that before our eyes we watch you, you should build a boat and build it as we reveal to you. And when our command came, and the springs started to boil over. Then you should take a pair of the essential animals and take your wife with you, except those to whom we have already decided. And whoever have transgressed, you must not address me regarding them. That is, you must not pray to me. They will certainly be drowned. So, in fact, they not only called Hazrat Noah a liar and a pretender, but they addressed on this, that we are waiting, and after a while, before our eyes, you will reach your bad end. So this was their way of disbelieving him, and their aim was that before our eyes he will soon be proved false and will be destroyed. Since Hazrat Noah said this prayer, that, O Allah, give me the kind of help as they deny me, Allah accepted it as he prayed and gave news of their destruction before Noah's eyes. And that is exactly what happened. So if these prayers are said, keeping in view the same background with which the Holy Quran has mentioned them, then a great power develops in them, and the meaning becomes much wider and is linked to the situation. So wherever such situation is faced by Jamaat Ahmadiyya, or will be for future, Jamaat Ahmadiyya should benefit from these prayers in the same way. Another prayer is mentioned in chapter 23, Al-Mu'minun, verses 29 and 30, which is connected with the same subject. So, when you and whoever will be with you 
will have boarded the boat and become comfortable and safe. فَقُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي نَجَّانَا مِنْ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ You should then say Alhamdulillah al-lazee All praise, all perfect praise belongs to Allah alone. Al-lazee najjana min al-qawmi zalimeen Who has freed us from the unjust people. Wa qur rabbi anzilli munzalam mubarakan And then you should pray that, O oh my Lord, cause me to land a blessed landing. Wa anta khairul munzileen and you are the best of the hosts and the best of those who bring people to land. This prayer is deeply linked to migration. Previously, the Holy Quran has mentioned the prayer of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, which was taught to him before migration. This prayer the Prophet Noah, that wherever I go, I must not go for worldly aims, but whatever is granted to me, should be the blessings from you. Those migrants who are migrating from various places of injustice or will migrate tomorrow or will migrate in the future, they should always keep this prayer in view. The prayer of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is a very comprehensive of deep meaning. But beside that, this prayer also fits special situations and those migrants who have not been able to say this prayer, they should include this prayer with their other prayers, so that their lending is blessed, and, and it is only God who should look after them, and should arrange their hospitality. Without this prayer, no people can be granted a right to true hospitality. When the people of world hospitality, it is temporary and is not blessed. Therefore, the Ahmadi migrants who go to different countries face similar problems. Some nations compared to other nations are more generous, but everywhere various complications are arising in this. In any case, there are many high-minded Ahmadis whose hearts feel burdened that we who are living on the help of other nations, as long as we are not given per work, we are living as though on their charity. For them, this prayer is of great importance. If they had set out with this prayer, their heart would have always have had certainty that it is only God who welcomes me and looks after me, and that Allah has made these arrangements as a result of the acceptance of my prayer, and they would not have suffered any psychological complex. The problems which they face despite the help and the complications which develop and their day-to-day -day life may lack blessings. But the remedy for all that is this prayer. That, O oh my Lord, cause me to land in such a place and treat me in such a way that I should land at a blessed place. I should receive such blessings which are granted from you. The prayers which have been taught to the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, one among them is, I have, 
رب فلاتا جلی فل قوم ظالمین یو شوڈ سی دیٹ او مائی لوڈ از اٹ ناٹ پاسبل دیٹ یو شوڈ شو می ان مائی لائف دا فلفلمنٹ آف واٹ ایور پرومسز یو گیو اگینسٹ مائی اینمیز دیٹ از دا وارننگس یو گیو دیم از اٹ ناٹ پاسبل کین دس ناٹ ہیپن دس از اے اسٹائل آف سپلیکیشن دیٹ آئی شوڈ آلسو سی ایٹ ود مائی اون آئز رب فلاتا جلی فل قوم ظالمین and o oh my lord do not count me among the unjust people immediately after this is the reply from god wa inna ala an nuriyaka ma nayduhum laqadirun that certainly we have the power that whatever warning we gave them we may let you see some of it being fulfilled here a question arises that Allah himself has to accept the prayers then why does he teach the prayer what wisdom does this have this is a continuous style that on one side Allah teaches his prophets a prayer and then on the other side announces its acceptance in fact to understand this matter one should glance over one's relations with one's children those loving children who have not developed full intelligence and do not have the knowledge to do many things their parents who are ready to give them something first teach them the methods of asking for them and in many ways tell them lovingly that you should ask this from and ask in this way they have the thing in their pocket and their hands are restless and they eager that as soon as he will ask we will give it to him these are special ways to show love Therefore, the prayers which are taught to the prophets, they are the ways of demonstration of Allah's love. It also looks that the prophets do not do anything of their own. They are fostered entirely in the hands of Allah. A promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Ittada se tere hi saaya me mere din kate, god me teri raha, right from the beginning i passed my days in your shelter i stayed in your lap like a suckling babe so the condition of the prophets is like that of the suckling babes who play in the lap of the mother and learn from her and only those are taught which are liked by the teacher are loved by him So in this way the means were provided for our spiritual training with whom Allah does not speak directly and how great is this favor of Allah on the coming generations that the things which we don't deserve that Allah should teach us directly he teaches them to his loving prophets and by preserving their mission he also told us those methods so whatever end of his enemies the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him was to be shown was destined and it had already been decreed but allah taught the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him this prayer in such a way as though it was being granted on his wish and to be granted something on one's wish has its own flavor and then immediately without delay he was told وَإِنَّا عَلَىٰ أَنْ نُؤْمِنَ لَهُمْ لَقَادِرُونَ 
that why not? O oh my worshipper, we have certainly the power that whatever warning we give them, we may let you see it being fulfilled. In his life, Hazrat Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was granted a complete victory and all kinds of opponents met their end, suffering an exemplary defeat at the hands of his followers. All this was made possible as a result of this prayer, and as I have said, it was destined, no doubt, but the destiny was linked to the prayer. From this we also learn the philosophy that the decree of Allah is deeply linked to the prayers, and the prayer plays a part in making the destiny. As long as one aspect remains incomplete, the decree is not issued. So to keep sitting with this vain thought that since the victory in us is destined for us, we need not do anything or speak anything, will be entirely wrong. Another subject is also obvious from this learned discourse, that destiny is right in its place but it is necessary to desire the destiny. As when it is very hot, the monsoons arrive. The monsoon rises according to its own natural law, but to attract it, you also need special heat of a certain region. For instance, if that heat is not there to the desired level, then monsoon does rise, but sometime it may not rain on that area. This subject does not apply here fully, somewhat similar example. We must not remain ignorant of our prayer. Just to think that since Allah has made promises with His Holiness, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that in the time of the latter-day people, I will grant victory to Islam over all other religions. Therefore, what need do we have to weep and supplicate for it? Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had the deepest glance object. But despite that, he prayed so restlessly for the victory of Islam that it looked that he will pass away while supplicating. He made such painful supplications. So by setting example through his practice, Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has told us that the Prophet's and the righteous and the pious people have this station, and it is what befits them, that despite the promises of Allah, they try so that they put their life in danger for this desire. They continuously beg Allah's grace with deeply moving supplications. Then, as it says, <laughs> What is meant here by Zalimin? And what can be the meaning of It is not at all possible that the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him was praying that the wicked people you have decided to destroy about whom I am supplicating that you should let me see your promises being fulfilled please do not include us among them such a thought will be illogical and irrelevant. So we should put our glance on the use of the word Zalimin, that in what different meanings has this word been used.
one prayer has passed before in which Hazrat Jonah had stated that O oh Allah I had wronged my soul and if you will not have mercy on me and will not forgive me I will be among the Zalimeen. There Zalimeen meant the one who finds fault with your mercy the one who feels unhappy about your forgiveness the kindness you showed to the sinful people and treated them leniently and overlooked their faults it created a little unhappy feeling heart this is zulm injustice so in connection with this prayer when the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him says that oh my lord do not include us among zalimeen it can never mean that do not include us among those people whose evil end we desire to see what it means is that if your decree is that we should not see it if this is your decision that we should pass but these people should continue to sing and dance with joy and continue their atrocities and we do not see their evil end with our own eyes then send peace on our hearts send patience on our hearts and we should be pleased with your will and should not become like those in the past that when you forgave their opponents they felt some bitterness in their hearts another prayer is mentioned in chapter 23 al mu'minun verse 110 It is a prayer of those pious people of God who said this prayer when the wicked people stood at them at that time Allah says Ainahu kana fariqum min ibadi yaqulun one group among my people was such that when they suffered atrocities and were laughed at they used to say Rabbana amanna faghfir lana O our Lord we have believed therefore forgive us our sins warhamna and have mercy on us wanta khairur rahimin and you are the best of those who show mercy immediately after this allah says urmata fattakhastumuhum sikhriya they used to say these prayers used to make these supplications and despite that you used to make them a target of your mocking hatta ansaukum zikri till you forgot my remembrance wa kuntum minhum tazhakun and you continue to laugh at them inni jazaitum bima sabaru annahum humul faizun this day which is a day of judgment i give glad tidings of a good reward to those believers of Allah who used to endure your atrocities patiently and tell you that these are the people who attained their salvation and are going to reach their good end then in the same chapter al-mu'minun verses 98 and 99 the holy prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him was taught a prayer which is وَقُلْ رَبِّ أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ هَمَزَاتِ الشَّيَاطِينِ وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ رَبِّ أَنْ يَحْضُرُونِ that o oh, my servant ask me and say this prayer to me 
that O oh my Lord I seek refuge in you from the incitements and mischief of the rebellious people and I seek refuge in you lest they should get at me Hazrat Muslim Aud has translated it like this that I seek refuge in you from the mischief of the rebellious people Firstly, the translation of Hamazad is evil whisperings and many kinds of evil thoughts. And in fact, they are deeply linked to the mischief of the evil ones. That is why Hazrat Muslim Aud translated as mischief. Such times when the opponents have overwhelming power and they treat the believers whatever way they may wish, in that time, as a result of those mischiefs, they create doubts and to unsettle the believers from their stand they spread all kinds of whisperings that see if God was backing you and if you were true and the one you have believed if he was truly sent by God then why would you be left without support today have you been left to our mercy so doubts are deeply linked to mischief and we have especially noticed in the recent period of trial in Pakistan, which is still continuing, that first they make the Ahmadis a target of their atrocities, and they do all kinds of mischief. And then those who carry out this outrage say that, see, we are doing such atrocities on you, and we are not suffering anything. Therefore, we are true, and you are false. Some simple and ignorant people get fed up with the atrocities and also because of lack of knowledge so doubts are deeply linked to mischief and we have especially noticed in the recent period of trials in Pakistan which is still continuing that first they make the Ahmadis a target of their atrocities and they do all kind of mischief and then those who carry out this outrage say that see we are doing such atrocities on you and suffering anything. Therefore, we are true and you are false. Some simple and ignorant people get fed up with the atrocities and also because of their lack of knowledge given to such a reasoning. Whereas Satan and the one who commits atrocities can never be true. The one who is committing atrocities, how can this prove his truth? A tyrant is wrong in any case. That is why the Holy Quran talks of them as shayateen, satans. That these are strange sort of rebellious and satanic people. On the one hand, they commit atrocities against the believers and then use the same atrocities as an excuse to waver the faith of the believers. So, O Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, you should pray. That I seek your protection, all kind of mischief of the evil ones, and from the doubts which develop as a result of that mischief. Rather, I seek refuge in you, so that they cannot even come near us. Neither should they come near us, nor should their whisperings touch us. 
Then in verse 119 of the same chapter, another prayer has been taught to the Holy Prophet. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Allah says, that, O oh my Lord, treat me kindly and show mercy. There is none to show more mercy than you. In chapter 25, Al-Furqan, verse 26-27, Allah mentions a prayer of Ibadul Rahman, the servant of Rahman God. Discussing the servants of the gracious God, and ridicule them. In answer, they say, Peace. And then they spend their nights in prostration and standing before their Lord. About them Allah says, What prayers do they say? They say, O our Lord, avert from us the punishment of hell. They say this because one is a punishment of the enemy and this is connected with it. In the time of Pharaoh, Allah had enabled the sorcerers to believe. They had also said the same thing, that we fear Allah more and we do not fear you. You can send on us any torment you wish. We have seen the truth and now we will not turn away from it. So as a result of the torment of the world and the taunt and ridicule of the world and the mocking, on the one hand of the people is created. From that fear only Allah's fear can protect man if it prevails over one's heart. So, what do the true servants of gracious God decide about these two fears? It is this which is being mentioned. Allah says their decision is that they wake up during the night and say prayers, prostrate and stand before Allah, and they submit. <laughs> o Allah, we fear more the punishment of hell, so please avert that punishment from us. Because the punishment of hell is a great destruction compared to it, the torment of the world has no relevance. It is very evil as a temporary stay, but it is worse as a permanent abode. By the words temporary punishment, it has in fact pointed to the punishment of the world and has said that the punishment from which you run is temporary and because of it the punishment to which you can go is a permanent torment. But even as a temporary punishment compared to the punishment of the world, the punishment in the hereafter will be much more severe. That is, even if it is only temporary compared to the punishment of the world, it will be much harder. So the servants of Allah who have the in-depth knowledge of the Divine know this and recognize this. Therefore they give preference to the punishment of the world compared to the punishment in the hereafter. That is, they do not accept the punishment of the hereafter 
and they are prepared to accept the punishment of the world. So this is the meaning of that, O oh Allah, we fear your punishment and we seek your protection because even if the punishment is very small, but if it is from you, it is most destructive and unbearable. Then the same say these prayers for their children and for their families. They say, O our Lord, grant us of our wives and of our children the delight of our eyes. And make us the Imam of the righteous. Here it is worth mentioning that some people think that Azwaj means wives and the same is the translation in Tafsir-e-Saghir that grant us of our wives and of our children the delight of our eyes. Perhaps the reason to do this translation was that at first it looks as though it is only men who are being mentioned here, Ibadur Rahman, servants of gracious God. Also talks of men, that those men who say, but in fact, wherever Allah has talked in the masculine gender, the believing women are included in it, and we have no right to take them out of this address, because this usage of address is found not only in Arabic, but in other languages also. When we talk of humankind, then often we talk in the masculine gender, but it means women also. The old and the young are all included in it. So this is the usage which is simpler, that one should mention one gender, but include all members of the... So in... The prayer has not been taught only to the men, but the women have also been taught this prayer. And they should say the prayer in the same words. Because Zaj does not mean just wife. The word Zaj applies equally to the husband and to the wife. Therefore, the women have no need to change this prayer. are in any case included in this meaning. And in the prayer, the word Zaj includes their husbands. So the meaning of this prayer will be Grant us of our partners of life, whether they are men or women, delight of our eyes. Grant us of our children, delight of our eyes. And make us the Imam of the righteous. Enable us to leave behind such progeny who should be righteous in your sight. This is the prayer, as a result of which the situation in our homes can be reformed. The letters which I receive daily, without exception, there are some letters among them in which there is a mention of torment created as a result of domestic quarrels. At times I receive such letters even from children who say, there are discords in our homes. Our parents use bad language against each other. The home is turned into a hell. It looks, we brothers and sisters, without support. And there is no shelter 
over our head. We are very upset with the situation. And the difficulty is that we cannot take sides even if we think one of them is right. We cannot support any one of them. Then I receive letters from wives and from husbands. Opposite to this, I receive some very loving letters in which a daughter-in-law is praising her mother-in-law, her husband and her whole situation and writes to me for prayers and says that I have come into a heavenly home. These people look after me so well, love me so much. Those who are granted high moral values and it is a fact that their homes with the grace of Allah become heavenly. As a result of lack of morality, this world can become a hell for us. It is a fact that if the morals can make homes into hell, then the same morals can push the nations into hell. The same morals can create hell for mankind. So morals have importance, and as a result of high morals, it is not just homes which can become heavenly, but our streets, our cities, our countries, and then the whole world, the entire surface of the earth, can become a heaven. But for that, we need prayers. I have reminded the Jamaat before that it is necessary to benefit exceptionally from this prayer, because this prayer extends to the children, and its benefit reaches to them also. Because in this prayer, we are taught by Zurriyat, it does not mean just the first generation, but it includes the whole succession of the later generations. Whatever prayers one wants to say for his children till doomsday, there can be no better prayer that, O oh Allah, dust of our children and the children of our children and the whole progeny delight of our eyes. It should be a delight in this sense. That make us the Imam of the righteous and do not make us the Imam of the unrighteous. It is a perfect prayer and can create effect till the day of judgment. It also reminds us that if you create a heaven for you in this world and children were unable to be righteous, then whatever you had gained you will in fact lose everything. Your whole wealth will be wasted. The fruit of all your hard work will be lost. Therefore, you must not show concern just for yourself, but you should show concern for your coming generation also. Reflecting on this meaning, if you say this prayer, then a charming picture of Asian of your home rises before the eyes. Some couples are happy with each other, but their mutual accord is not based on taqwa, righteousness. Such couples are also pleased with each other in whose home disco is playing and music and songs are playing and there are many other absurd entertainments. Outwardly, that home is heavenly, but the last part of this prayer has told us that such a heaven is an unreal and imaginary heaven and is of a temporary nature because the children of such people cannot then become righteous. 
for such people their coming generation cannot truly provide means for the delight of their eyes has not just talked of the future but has painted such a picture of our homes in this present times in which there is talk of righteousness if they do not have talk of righteousness then how will the next generation acquire taqwa so the delight of the eyes should be that which has a deep love with taqwa it is for this that the prayer has been taught and as a result of the ignorance of this prayer i feel that many of the homes are unnecessarily facing problem trials may allah enable the members of the jamaat to say this prayer every wife and every husband who say this prayer i assure them that as a result of this prayer the whole scene of their homes will change and the society of the whole jamaat will become so pious and pure that it will truly deserve to lead mankind and we should become those who grant such blissful homes to the whole world then there is the prayer of hazrat abraham may peace and blessings of allah be upon him in chapter 26 ashura in verses 84 to 90 the prayer is ya rabbi habli hukman وَأَلْحِقْنِي بِالصَّالِحِينَ Oh my Lord, grant me hukam. وَأَلْحِقْنِي بِالصَّالِحِينَ And include me among the righteous. Here the meaning of is not rule. It can also be rule, but it means right teaching. A decisive and true teaching. Such a true teaching which should be evident and shining. which should include distinctive features distinguishing it from the wrong teaching we can call each such teaching hukam so hazrat ibrahim may peace and blessings of allah be upon him submits to his lord say rabbi habli o lord grant me clear and distinctive guidance walhiqni bisalihin and include me among the righteous establish my contact with the righteous wajalli lisana sidqin fil akhirin and on the tongue of the posterity my mention should be with truth this prayer has deep meaning the deep and high qualities which allah has bestowed on hazrat ibrahim and the way my new subjects were revealed on his heart they are manifested in his prayers In the mirror of his prayer we begin to see the heart of Hazrat Abraham may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him we begin to see the style of his thinking generally people want fame in the future and it is a fact that whatever heroes there have been in the world with the passage of time their mention continues rises continuously and then all kinds of fictional stories begin to creep in so those we call legendary figures they were the people who in their times were considered heroes and reached high standards but then eventually they became legends and then many false stories are attributed to them widely and often it has been seen that far more than their real person 
they start attributes to them as a result of this many of the prophets have been made into gods or god's son or his close relations this is the natural tendency which has harmed various religions a great deal you can see how the followers of hazrat jesus upon him have treated him similarly hazrat krishna hazrat ramchandra and many other pious prophets have passed who with the passage of time were given great stations and positions hazrat ibrahim is not asking a high station he does not desire from the coming generations that they should remain absorbed in his honor and praise and compose great laudatory poems how magnificent is this prayer rabbli lisana sidqin o lord about me whatever they say in future should be true it should not have the least adulteration of falsehood now you see in what magnificent way allah has accepted this prayer for hazrat ibrahim how high a station he was granted he was called abul anbiya the father of the prophets and among the religions of today three great religions attribute themselves to hazrat ibrahim may peace and blessings of allah be upon him jews attribute themselves to him christians attribute themselves to him and the muslims attribute themselves to him these are three religions who in fact have the capacity to prevail over the whole world despite this never has any exaggerated story been attributed about the person of hazrat ibrahim may peace and blessings of allah be upon him thousands of years have passed but no one has coined any false stories not a single fictional story has been attributed to him from this you can guess what power develops in the prayers which rise from the depths of one's heart this was a cry of the truth rising from within the heart that o allah my prayer should remain true and allah made his prayer come true from this very prayer i understood the wisdom of the name of hazrat ibrahim may peace and blessings of allah be upon him in the dhurr many other prophets have also passed and they mention could have been made in the durood prayer but why was hazrat ibrahim peace and blessings of allah be upon him alone given this honor that the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him should teach this durood prayer to his followers اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد او الله send prayers on muhammad and on the followers of muhammad as you sent prayers on abraham and on the followers of abraham you are indeed praiseworthy and lord of all honor o allah send blessings on muhammad and on the followers of muhammad as you sent blessings on abraham and on the followers of abraham you are indeed praiseworthy lord of all honor from this durood prayer we also learn that lisana sidqin has a deep link with this durood if you study this prayer together with durood you will know that 
teaching us the prayer with the word Kama. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has linked his followers with Hazrat Abraham, as though he has said this prayer for himself, that, O Allah, as you sent peace on Hazrat Abraham, and in that period he was granted peace, and in the future generations, and in the future times, Allah always kept Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, protected against the influence of Satan and protected him from the absurd and false stories. Similarly, O Allah, protect me and protect my followers also. Anyway, it is not one subject, but our vast subjects. If I am enabled, I will inshallah put these matters before you with reference to the word Kama. Many of the Ahmadis continue to this question that as it says Kama here, does this convey equal station? It does not mean equal station, but conveys many other meanings. One link of this Darud is with the prayer mentioned in this verse. That, O oh Allah, my good mention among the latter-day people should continue with truth. And since him of the Akhirin, the latter-day people, was to be granted to the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, because till the day of judgment, the time of Akhirin was the time of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Therefore, if among his followers his good mention did not continue with truth, then this prayer would not have been accepted. Therefore, the biggest proof of the acceptance of this prayer is Darud, which His Holiness Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has taught us. And, O Allah, make me of those who inherit the paradise of bliss. The paradise itself is a blessing. So what is meant by The fact is that paradise has many levels. One is Jannatin Naim. And I think that Jannatin Naim is that paradise which the prophets enter. Because generally all those who have been bestowed blessings, whether they are righteous, martyrs, faithful, or prophets will enter paradise, and in this sense, every paradise can be called Jannatun Naim. But the Arabic article the here imparts the meaning to the word Naim. That is, that paradise is the paradise of those who were granted the perfect blessing, and the perfect blessing is granted to the prophets. So it is not at all unlikely that Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said this prayer in the sense that even in the paradise include me among the circle of the prophets and grant me that paradise in which those people will enter who have been bestowed perfect blessing. So you see how deeply is this prayer linked to that prayer of the chapter Al-Fatiha. Guide us in the path of those on whom you bestowed your blessings. 
So, if you wish to be included among those who were bestowed with blessings, then you should keep in view all the prayers of the An'amta group, that is, those bestowed with blessings, which continue to apply to various situations of our life. Then Hazrat Abraham supplicates, O my Lord, forgive my father. I know that he had gone astray. Despite that, I am supplicating to you. About this I have already mentioned, that since Hazrat Abraham had given his promise to Azar, that I will definitely pray for you, therefore Allah gave him this special permission that he should fulfill his promise. At the end, Allah made it clear to Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that he was not only gone astray, but was my enemy. Just to tell him this was enough. And after that, Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, never prayed for his father. And the day the people shall be raised again, do not disgrace me on that day. When his wealth and his children shall not avail man. Only one thing will avail him, that one should come to Allah with a clear heart and heart. Should come to Allah with such a heart, which should continuously bow before God, and that he should have given himself over to God. May Allah call us from this world in a state when this prayer of Hazrat Abraham, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, should bear witness for us also. We should be counted among those who turn to God with a Salim heart. Amen. Alhamdulillah, and Amadu, and a stain of who, and a stock for who, and Omen over he, when a Tabakalole, when Audu Villa, him in Shuri and Fosena, from in Sayati Amalina, Mayahadilah, ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتعاذ القاء وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وذكر الله اكبر